Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Dark Insight Podcast episode 82 on Friday the 10th of November 2017. I am Cliff Goldsmith after about two, maybe three months because I am the worst host on the face of the planet. Uh, <laughs> I am joined <laughs> this week by uh, my good friend Charles Turner. How you doing sir? Very good, thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. It's uh, it's good to be back because I've been just up all over the place, being busy, busy bumblebee, and it is good to be back on uh, Dark Insight. Yes, it's very nice, very good, very very good. How has things been while I've been away? Uh, you have been ticking along, you know, the good old game chat. Um, things have been busy my end as well, as you know. Was off to Australia with the family and visiting mm. packs, and so I've had a busy couple of months preparing for that and going to that and. Um, yeah, but life ticks on and games keep coming out and games I can't keep up with keep coming out. <laughs> I, I, I know, man, it's ridiculous. Like there's so many new games coming out. It is just silly and it's so hard to keep. Where are we going to find all the time to be able to keep up? Like I have a limited maybe two hours a day to play and it's a struggle to play all these things that are coming out. It's ridiculous. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> As we know, there's a big love for Bloodborne in this community and yeah. people keep talking about it and I keep thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I really want to play that again. Yep. And then I'm like, but I've got to finish this game. <laughs> so it's, yeah, yeah one yeah. day. One it happened day. to me yesterday. It was it was Ko's fault. Ko, Cal, oh, I always say it wrong. Ko, Kagro. Ko, Kagro. There we go. Yeah. But, uh, yes, obviously I listened to her Don't Give Up Skeleton and I was just like, oh, do you know what? I, I, like, I've got Wolfenstein to play, South Park to play, the Little Nightmares DLC, and I end up finding myself bloody playing Bloodborne last night. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. uh, terrible. She has a lot of love for that game. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's a good game. <laughs> it's a very, very good game. Very, very good indeed. I love that game. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, it's good. It's good to be back. It's like, oh, I've, do you know what? It's quite funny, actually. The amount of time I've been away, you'd be surprised that I haven't actually played a great deal. I I played a bit of, um, I've been playing, I've been, I got back to Zelda, to be honest. Played a bit of Zelda, trying mm-hmm. to catch up with that. I've only managed to do two of the beasts. I've still got another two to do. I'm just like, because normally I'd like play it on the go, but like my work hours are pretty lame like i only have sort of half an hour lunch which like, yep. so but in my new job i should get just over an hour's lunch so i can eat and then i have to actually go outside to play because i'm not allowed any electricals in my job so i have to go eat in a the canteen then leave and go sit in like a like a cha- the changing room like the locker rooms because that's yep. the only place where you're allowed electricals so I can see it. Sit, sit in the in the locker rooms and play Zelda. <laughs> oh, it'll be nice and quiet, probably. So yeah, yeah, I can imagine it would be. So hopefully, I'll be able to start playing my Switch on the go because I don't really play it on the go. To be honest, it just sits behind my TV in the dock. Well, see, that's what's funny is I I have it docked in my in my games room, but I don't actually play because I was like, oh, got to change the channel. Can't bother. <laughs> <laughs> or Change HDMI's can't be bothered, so I just like I just play handheld. Like, yeah, I just I play it handheld at home, sitting on my couch in front oh, really? of my big TV. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, I know. the problem is that I with that 
I really don't... I like it in handheld mode, but I don't like it in handheld mode at the same time. I don't get on with the right analogue stick when it's in handheld mode because I find the I, way... I, I, get the I get the claw pain, like yeah. as you're clawing it and then you're... Yeah, my hand cramps up. It does if you're holding it wrong. I, s- yeah. I certainly would have preferred if both the joysticks were at the top for handhold mode. Yeah. But I understand I why they... Like, yeah. They kind of hate you, didn't they, With the because it's two controllers as yeah, well. Yeah, that's the thing. Obviously, it needs to be able to spin around and work one way or the I, other. I, I have a hard time. Same. I have a hard time with the when the analog sticks aren't matching each other. I really... Just, I still can't get get comfortable with the xbox controller no i just yeah, don't like it off yeah um and it's mostly because it's i've mostly played playstation and i don't know i know well, that's why but I, I prefer when they're actually right next to each other it feels more natural i i normally am like that but i bought um the pro controller for the wii uh, the wii the switch my lord the pro controller yeah. for the switch and that is a lovely pad the, and the analog sticks on that are, are off kilter but for whatever yeah. reason, that pad is really comfortable. I think it's because it's just massive. It's a really big, chunky pad. The buttons are huge. It's probably my favourite pad of all time. I love that pad. Yeah, good. It's such a nice things. pad. Yeah, oh, it's lovely to play with. Playing Zelda with it is just awesome. Normally what I do now is when I go on out, if I do take my Switch with me, I take off the, the Joy-Cons and I just put the screen in my bag in the like the case and then I throw the pro controller in. So I then just like either pop the screen on my lap and play with my pro controller or I actually put the little stick out if I'm like a calf or something. Just pop it out of his little oh, stand, yeah. get the pro controller out, yeah. I'll just find it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't bought the pro controller. Um I kinda do need to get a second set. But we haven't really come across we don't really have any games without a two player mm. that we've really been pushed. And if yeah. they are like Mario Kart, we just play with the joy cons yeah. split so and i do need to pick up i think arms would be fun but i don't know if it's got that much life with us playing so i haven't bothered buying that yet um and it's a like a 180 dollar game because i have to buy a second pair of joy cons yeah true <laughs> um so uh that's really what's put me off because there's only so much i can play at one player um and it really you need to be playing at two player to really mm. have the fun yeah, I mean, I I, I don't really have anything for two-player because obviously my boy, I'd like to be able to teach him how to play it, but he still can't quite grasp. So, like, the only thing he could probably play was Mario Kart with, um, like, the, uh, the, on. the assists on, but I still haven't tried it. But, yeah, so I haven't really got any... I don't think I've got any two-player games. Yeah, all of mine are all, like, single-player games. Yeah, Zelda, Sonic, Bold Boy... Um, yeah. Yeah. Most of mine are a single player. We've played a little bit of Sonic Mania two player. Oh, you can play that two player again. Yeah. I didn't even realize you could. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny because two player is pointless because like Tails. Yes. Is very true. Uh, like invincible. So it's not, it's not pointless, but um, like Odin will play and he'll have fun and he'll just like give up because he's like, it doesn't matter anyway because I'm not dying. <laughs> And does it not even try? Does it do the old old style thing? I think it was Sonic Three, where if you w- separated, it split the screen, or is it all on one screen? And then if that person uh, dies, they just come back. 
I can't remember. There's there's time trial modes which are split screen, but I think the one actual campaign, like the main game, is a single screen. Actually, I think. yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what it was. Yeah, there was time trials that were split screen, and you kind of yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. And so he just goes off, and yeah, he goes off, and then um, if you stay off, if, if tail stays off camera for a while, then he just comes back on camera like flying. Yeah. Um kind of like the super mario brothers on the wii where you have the bubble yeah the bubble um, yeah 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 i know exactly um, what you mean but uh, you know cool. uh, yeah most yeah i'm the same mostly one player but i'm surprised how much i play it handheld because i've always i've said this before i've always avoided handheld consoles really because i'm like hey, I'm, i don't commute i don't really travel well around much but the funny thing is I'm using the Switch as a handheld console, <laughs> like, like 100% pretty much. Like I can't actually, I haven't played Mario Odyssey on the TV yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Do you think that's why yours was more susceptible to that crack then? Because you pretty much Played play it handheld. Uh, it could be. Um, I got that replaced, you know, that, eh? Yeah. 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 Did they? Did they um, just literally replace the uh, black the back plate then? As far as I can tell, that's what they did. Yeah. Uh, sent it away, and they replaced my Joy-Con because the Joy-Con um, her button died. <laughs> so you do you do use it a lot then? Use it a hell of a lot more than me. Yeah, I do. I'm really, mm. really happy with this console. Anyway, yeah. we got way we got way way laid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about the news. Ooh, yes, uh, news and cool stuff. There's a, there's a few little bits on here this week. Uh, obviously, the major one for me was uh, uh, that I'll put on here Shadow of the Colossus finally get a release date of the 7th of February, which is just so happens Hold is on. my anniversary, my wedding anniversary. Oh, <laughs> Prison. You can uh, buy your wife that prison as a prison. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll buy it for my wife and then she'll throw it out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, cheers. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, to, well, to quote to quote Trump, is it fake news? Because all the other related games with the studio have been delayed. So is it going to be delayed? <laughs> oh, I hope not. But but the, the thing is, though, it's not that studio, is it? It's Blue Point doing it. That's true. Yeah, it's been yeah. right. It's been it's been taken over to. Oh, sorry, shush. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Thanks, Siri. See, there you go. Yeah. Siri, no, Siri, Siri's even telling you it's, it's the truth. No fake news here. Man, Siri's got some cheek. The other day, it was like, I think it was while we're traveling. So we're up like really, yeah, it was. I was going to the airport to, um, to yeah, to go to Australia. Mm. I asked, I couldn't, I was carrying some stuff. So I couldn't reach my, what, I've got an Apple Watch now? Couldn't reach it. So I just said, hey, Siri, what's the time? And she's yeah. like, it's too early. That's all she said. <laughs> she just like, said, it's too the... early. Yeah, she was like, just real, real sassy. It was like, no, nah, it's too early. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, yeah, it was like, because it was like 4.30 in the morning or something. Uh, <laughs> it's too early. It's like, well, that doesn't help me, Siri. I actually need oh, yeah. to know the time. <laughs> Yeah, and another time, soon after that, I think it was while we are on holiday, I asked the time and it said, uh, she said, oh, it's time for some chocolate. It's like, what? <laughs> like, no, I actually wanted to know what the time was. Man, oh. I, like, mine never plays tricks <laughs> like that. Oh, I say, what's the time? She tells me. She knows not to sass. <laughs> it's just, it's just test it. Just <laughs> what's the time, Siri? It's time to go to bed. 
to eat some chocolate. <laughs> See? <laughs> Man, you're serious. She's a cheeky one. But she's yeah, not she's got it right though. It's time to eat chocolate. You can't <laughs> you can't fault fault her on that, can you? Like, yeah, gotta listen to Siri. Do as Siri says. Uh, <laughs> well, I bet I bet mine plays out like this. This watch, just see what mine says. What's the time, Siri? Oh, okay. Nah, she, don't, <laughs> she don't even like me. Interrupting you. What's the time, Siri? I'm not sure. I understand. She don't even understand me. She hates oh, my you voice. You're caught in the accent. Yeah, she don't like me. Or a gobber. All right, Gobba. Yeah. So anyway, Shadow of the Colossus, 7th of February. I'm excited. Very That's much soon. so. That's good. Yeah, it's a lot sooner than I was expecting. I cannot wait. Like, I know there, obviously, we, we have our Jeremy's of the world <laughs> that, <laughs> that think this game looks rather odd and the character models look out of place and... I've I've watched these trailers over and over. Try I, I really want to be able to sort of see what they're seeing, but I can't see anything but awesomeness. Seriously, like I think Rose it looks, glasses. I think it looks absolutely stunning. I cannot wait to get my hands on this game, especially where they've got they've done it as well. So you've got uh, old controls and the new revised controls. So if you want to play with the old, really awkward Jake. ones, you can because a lot of people really like those. Like I know. Uh, is it James Carter? Yeah, he he yeah. Really, he really likes the old controls, and he was quite happy that they've left them in there. But I'd like to give the new ones a go. So it's nice that they've done it, and obviously a lot of people uh, been playing it. At, where was it? Play PlayStation? Not PlayStation. Uh, Paris Games Week was it? PlayStation Expo. Uh, PlayStation Expo is next yeah. week or next soon? No, yeah, a few weeks away. Uh, it must so have been Paris, play- Game, Paris, Paris Games Week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot of people playing there and saying that it's 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 very good. It's just very shiny Shadow of the Colossus. So I cannot wait to be back in that world. And, in Jeremy's defence, I think he's excited for it and he's still going to buy it and he wants it yeah. to be good. But I think he's just scared but that it's not going to be good. He, he he's he's not the only one. He's not alone in that thought no, though. I know that yeah, he's saying that it looks good, but the character models don't look like they fit in that world. And I, I don't personally see it, but maybe Fair I'm enough. blind. Maybe I'm blind because the, he, he's not the. As I say, he's not the only one. There's a lot of there's uh, there's a few people saying that same sentiment. So, wasn't James Carter one of them? He was. Yes, I thought he. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He's got a, He's got a good eye for games. So. Mm, yeah. Mm. I, I. You know me. Once I get locked in saying, I'm like, oh, I just can't wait. I get so excited and just. <laughs> just just watching that new trailer of the new Colossus and he's fighting the one that flies with tail like wings dragging in the sand I'm like oh, I cannot just oh, I want to be back in that world oh, and I hope it's got like a pro patch as well like with some 4k textures and stuff oh. it'll be cool um, actually is this the first game that's been HD released twice well Mm, see, this is where the, the, we've been talking. I was talking with some of these. Technically, it's not a HD release because they're technically they've rebuilt it from the ground up, haven't they? It's all well remaster. Re, yeah, it's but, a remake, isn't it? Yeah, technically. <laughs> yeah, true. So the first one was a remaster. This is a remake. Yeah, because the original one, they literally got it and slapped some HD textures on it, and off you went. This one, they've and, literally got it and built it from the ground up like a new game but they've just copied the old game. 
if if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's why a lot um, of people were worried that it's not going to play the same because it isn't the same game, but it is mm. at the same time. So, yeah, it's it's the proof will be in the pudding when we get around to uh, finally playing it. But I, I'm very excited, so... But still, I'm sure this must be the first game that's gone through three generations. Um, the Grand Theft Auto stuff at all? PS2 era? Oh, this is a whole new game still, isn't it? They haven't actually re-released the games, though, have they? Uh, well, the Vice City and all that, they went, obviously, PS2. Did we have PS3 versions, or did they just go... Straight to the HD PS4 version. I can't remember. No, I think that was only two generations. You might be right, actually. I bet there's, saying, I bet there's something out there that's had a, a double remaster. I bet you. There's got to be something else. Oh, well, well someone, t- someone add us. Let us know. Yeah, at us and, or email us next for the next episode and we'll, uh, we'll read that one out and you can just tell us we're idiots. <laughs> yep, sounds good to me. So Xbox X release is kind of flat response. Like I thought it was doing quite well because I saw a lot of hype around it. Mm, it is and it isn't at the same time. It's it's come out. It's done well in the sales. It's sold pretty well by the sounds of things. Um, a lot of people just saying, yeah, it's um, it's an Xbox that yeah does 4K. It's it's a good machine. But it's got no games. I'm not going to bother buying it. This is this is been one of the biggest bone of contentions that I've seen on multiple review sites and multiple places is that the machine is a great machine. It is a 4K machine, but it's almost 4K. It's still not true 4K like they was touting, which I predicted. <laughs> but um, it's it's better than the Pro. It gets closer to true 4K than the Pro does by a fair bit. But um, it's still not there. But obviously, there's there's not there's not many games, are there? So a lot of people are buying these machines, and they're like, "Oh, we've got like Gears of War four and Forza." And that's yeah, it. and it's really just the games, the, mm. the multi-platform games that yeah. are, are really actually backing the four K as well. Yeah, um, which is cool, and it's great that they have that option. Those who prefer the Xbox platform. It's just yeah, I'm I'm hanging out for exclusives, and they really have dropped the ball. Uh, yeah, and hopefully by listening to Phil Spencer's interviews recently, that that is his next target now is getting the Xbox first party release lineup back on track, which is good to hear because they they do need it, and it'd be it'd way be nice track. Yeah, and it'd be nice for that machine to actually have some real good games to play if it's because they've built this lovely machine and they haven't got that much to show for it, which is a shame because it's they put a lot of work into this piece of kit by the looks of things. So it, it deserves those games to play, you know? Mm. Yeah. It was quite funny, actually. I agreed with uh, John Denton on Twitter early on. He actually he, he said something in... What was it he said? He said it going from the 360 and PS3 era, it seems like the the Pro and the X are actually the next generation consoles and that the PS4 and the Xbox One are technically the half-step machine. 
I was like, that's quite an interesting thought, actually. Because obviously, whether you normally have X amount of power jump from one console to the next, technically, these two new consoles were aware the console should have been when they moved forward. I was like, that's quite an interesting oh, yeah. little thought, actually. Hmm. Well, they, they probably rushed the four in and the one to, yeah. to, to compete with each other mm. a, little, a little bit. Uh, and especially um, to the one's detriment because obviously they tried to push all the media stuff into it and it just kind of killed that console. Yeah, well, it's still done really well in America. It's just everywhere else it hasn't done that well. Mm. Um, but yeah, they so- had a real big showing for the Xbox One X here. Like they, they were giving them away like candy, it seemed. Like there was lots of competitions. Everyone was giving them away. Like there's a huge media push for the yeah. Xbox One X. Man, there's too many Xbox... Oh, yeah. It's too long, the name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I thought it was doing quite well. And um, yeah, but I'm not super interested. I still don't. I don't have a 4K TV. I don't know when I will be buying. I don't think I'll be buying a 4K TV for a very long time. Yeah. See, what I've always said to people is like, <clears throat> the way I put it is if you've got, say, a PlayStation or an Xbox and you've got your 1080p TV, don't go out of your way to go and buy a Pro or an X if your machine dies and you need to buy a new one, may as well. You might as well try and future-proof yourself and get a Pro or an X. If you've got a 4K TV, then I would say yes, it's worth getting because, damn, some of these games look ridiculous on like my 4K TV. They look so good. And then also, you get a lot of games give you the option to go 1080p 60 frames which in a lot of games I do, like The Surge, I don't play that at 4K, I play that at 1080, 60, because that's 60 frames in games like that real, really make a big difference. So it's it's nice to have those options. Yeah. See, I've, I've been toying up the idea of getting, either trading in the Xbox and getting a second PlayStation so me and Odin can co-op without split screen. Mm. Um, and I would probably go Pro as my second because yes. they're actually not that much more expensive than the standard. They're slim. not. No, they're not because no. because they because they are uh, they are more powerful, but not as much as the X is compared to the one. That the X, X absolutely strong. destroys the one, but and it also is better than the Pro. But that makes sense because that's a five hundred quid machine. The Pro is three hundred and fifty. It is. Yeah, it's more expensive because it's more powerful and it it, it matches about right for those price points. So, yeah. yeah. Is it a, yeah, and it came out a whole year after the pros, so it makes sense that it's more mm. powerful. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just think Sony knew that this was coming and they tried to rush out the gate to get out there before Xbox, and I think that kind of... But it, what the the pro puts out, it's right for the money you pay, and same same goes for the X. It, it's definitely oh, yeah. what what's in that box is well well worth the 500. I'm very impressed what's in there yeah. you can get for the 500. You, you wouldn't get I a PC some... for that. No, no. But you can't really play PC stuff with it because it's got the Microsoft operating system. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is dumb because Windows runs in the background, so that's kind mm. of dumb that you just can't use it as a PC. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, I saw some rubbish. I don't I didn't bother reading it. It kind of annoyed me, just the heading. Um, there's a game that was announced at recently at Paris probably at Paris Games Week. It's mm. an open world samurai game and I haven't spent the time to look into it, but I'm already um, like I'm the go- that. Ghost of Sashimi. Ghost of Sashima. Yeah. yeah, by um ooh, uh Sucker Punch. Is it Sucker Punch? 
Yeah, it is Sucker Punch. Mm. Which, from memory, that doesn't seem like the normal type of game that I'd do. No. But it looked cool, and mm. you know, I'm with I'm with Chris. It's it's all about the Bushido. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Like, I'll, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Uh, and I, I'm, but I read some, I saw some article about how does this game signify the end, the dying, or the end of the PlayStation Four? It's like what? What? Like, yeah, I know. Just because it's like it's at it's at the peak of what the PlayStation Four can do. It's like what? No. Like, no. Who, who is it that oh, I was reading something the other day? You're right, actually. Um, and uh, Yves, Yves Guillemois from uh, the head of Ubisoft on his, um, do you know they have their yearly earnings call? And he basically yep. said he doesn't think that, he said, he's like, I'm not speaking from what I know, but I've got a feeling we probably won't hear anything from these about say playstation 5 for at least a good another couple of years and that's just hearing from it so we're probably looking three maybe yeah two or three probably three years so and i i trust a man who actually knows the 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 industry industry. yeah yeah he's got to where he is for a reason yeah (laughs) well see i i i could be more powerful but man i've been playing shadows of war on on the PS4. Yes, my PS4 hums like a helicopter. <laughs> the thing is, the, the original PS4s do, the Slims, they're, they're fine and they still got the same power. It's just they changed out the fan boxes and stuff, didn't they? So yeah, yeah. the PS4s are more than capable enough. It's definitely pushing it. Um, but what I understand is the PS4, I don't know, it's like got eight cores or something. Can they actually have blocked off most of them up until recently? They're, they're actually just opening them up for developers to use for games. Yeah, very true. So there is there is room for, I don't know, and I, I could, I'd be happy to play the games coming out on the PS4. Like, again, we talked about Bloodborne. Bloodborne's, what, two-year-old now? Mm. Two and a half? If a game came out that looked like Bloodborne and played like Bloodborne, I'd be more than happy. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it, it always happens with consoles. Like at the, at the start of their life, like you, you you look at sort of like PS3, Xbox, 360. Like you have a game, and then at the end of its life, you get games like Grand Theft Auto Five coming out, and the difference between that and one of the launch games astronomical because they then. They, they, they learn, they, the, they learn the hardware, they learn how far they can push it, they can learn where they can cut corners to get more out of it, and that comes in time. And the further you go into a generation, the more you get out of a machine. So it's yeah. just, yeah. And I guess what that, that's what the article's going on about, is that from what it looks like, the summer game looks to be pushing those boundaries. But, but how the fuck... Oh, but the, how do you know was from there, the trailer? Was, was, there any, was there actually any gameplay in that trailer? Or was it uh, the just... whole apparently the whole trailer was in in, in... engine. It wasn't mm. in engine. Hmm. Yeah. I... Dice Dice yeah. uses that a lot. They say in engine. Yeah, it's in engine. Doesn't necessarily mean on console. <laughs> it just means <laughs> that yeah. That Dice <laughs> like to throw that around a lot when they show you Battlefront stuff. And you're like, yeah, the game's not looking like that when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, um, yeah, I, I call I call bullshit on that article. I, I think they've yeah. got a lot. I've still I, they've got legs in them. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm happy. I'm mm. excited still by games that are coming. Yep. Um, mm. Yeah, it looks like there's some good games coming as well. Like there's some uh, quite interesting games that came out of Paris Games Week as well. So 
I'm quite excited to oh, see, yeah, sure. see what we bring. Yeah. So some more on to some bit more morbid news. EA buys Respawn for 400 mil. Mm. Maybe good for Respawn because they've just got 400 mil, but that's 400 mil for their uh, for their coffin. <laughs> that's the way I see it. Uh, when EA buys companies, they 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 do like to bury them. <laughs> it just seems like Jim Sterling put uh, he 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 made a good point of it. He basically said like it's like they're a vampire. They've just finished feasting on Visceral's corpse and they're already buying their next victim. They can't understand how that makes financial sense for them to. I guess time falls, sales are struggling, and they're struggling to push the studio forward. So they need a big because they were independent, weren't they? They was obviously only just being lightly published by EA, but obviously now EA obviously buying them, they now own the Titanfall IP and whatnot. But apparently Respawn are now, because they've been bought by EA, they've been put onto a Star Wars game. So, yeah. Hmm. I, I I definitely give it three, four years, and I think we'll see EA closes down Respawn Studios. Just, yeah, and it is it is sad, but in reality, these these people are there's employees in here yeah. who are going to be working for EA now. So then it's not like they eat the people. Um, well, but but this is the thing though. A lot of them, a lot of the times, like with Visceral, they they'll shut them down. They've moved a few to other studios, but a lot of those will become unemployed and they have to go and find work because they've they've shut the studio down. It's just like. Mm. EA have just the, the thing is EA just <laughs> once again Jim Sterling he calls him I don't know if you remember the old Transformers film the the Transformers animated movie he, he calls uh, EA Unicronic Arts because <laughs> they just like fly around our planet and eat devs for dinner <laughs> <laughs> yeah because they they have shut down I think in total I think there's like nine studios that they've they've bought and shut down yeah, it's it's not good. It, it's hopefully that they'll create make a a good Star Wars game and they make EA loads of money, so uh, it, they get to keep their doors open because we don't want anyone losing their jobs. And Respawn's a good studio; they're 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 talented guys, and it'd be a shame to see them go. So, yeah, yeah. Well, the owners of Respawn are away laughing with four hundred mil, but. <laughs> Well, I wonder how much debt they had to pay off, so I don't know. Yeah, we yeah, there's the thing obviously knowing that Titanfall didn't sell as well as they was hoping, so and they had such a great emphasis on DLC and stuff as well, because it weren't loot boxes and microtransactions and this and that, and it was like, here's some DLC, go play. And I loved that model and I think now being owned by EA, I can see if they make Titanfall free, they'll be like Titan loot boxes. <laughs> And uh, yep. <laughs> makes not, me sad. But yeah, probably. It's EA, and they absolutely will. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, if they just release that three months later after the big hype behind the first person shooter window, like, it would have sold gangbusters. Yeah, I have no idea why EA decided to um, publish that game they... when they decided yeah. to. It was like. Oh, they, they basically killed it because they released it. What was it? The same, almost the same day as Battlefield One. 
It was like within two, the same two weeks as Battlefield 1 and was it the Call of Duty game? Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And that was their own publishing. So it's, it's kind of like they'd done it on purpose. <laughs> maybe that if was their game plan the all along. Like, maybe if they bought the company for 40 million, that would seem like the plan to force the sales down so then the company would be not doing so well so they mm. could buy it at a steal. But 400 million doesn't seem like a steal. <laughs> I don't know how much do game studios usually go for. <laughs> it seems like a lot of money, though. Still, it is a lot of money. It's really, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, who knows? Um, who knows? Uh, well, we'll see, we'll see we'll what see. happens. Things cross. They may trick us. Mm. They may trick us and and do a good job with this purchase. <laughs> um, the last I put on this last one because. <clears throat> at PAX um, last episode I talked about day one of PAX when I went with Odin uh, day two I went by myself um, and one of the things I was excited for they had a god of war booth um, and I was yeah. hoping there was hands on but it wasn't unfortunately nah. um, but I queued up and we got to go behind the door behind doors um, experience and I think a lot of this information at that point it was we couldn't record or take photos whatnot. it was yeah. uh, exclusive but I think this information has come out at Paris Games Week, I believe. It kind of went into about the more the combat that you can actually, you're fighting and you're using um, your, your son to fight dynamically with you. So there's actually a button mapped to him shooting arrows and supporting you, which is kind of cool. Okay. So it's just not a one, uh, uh, you know, a, a third person game. You're a third person with a fourth person. <laughs> Hmm. helping you out i don't know that's a bad way to explain it but um i just thought that was interesting um yeah no i, I like that they're actually they're genuinely trying something different with this god of war by the by the looks oh, of yeah. things they're really trying to turn the game upside down and go right we've done all this in the past look here's something new to try and try to change the character a little bit and i'm i in the past i've never really been interested but this god of war has my attention this one it really looks like mm. i think i could enjoy it i've dabbled in god of war and this is the yeah this is the first one i've been really excited for the north setting is kind of exciting yeah uh i prefer this camera style mm -hmm. uh, and it's not as it's still very it's like they they talked about this in the shit in this little uh, behind um, video it's it's still full of action but it's not like your slash horde yeah, action that you had in the other God of Wars. It seems to be more precise, thought out yeah. action. Yeah, yeah, and they still have the the mini quick time events, uh, which mm. God of War have always done quite well, um, and don't feel cheated in how they do them. Um, but yeah, it's that third person. They're really making a a big deal of that. It's not, but they're still playing with size and scale. Like that's what I like about the God of War is that you're this little dude fighting huge gods and massive beasts. But in the old games, it would zoom out and you'd be little, little, little tiny Kratos uh, against this huge thing, whereas this, it always keeps in, punched in. Mm. But then you're still fighting huge things. Um, and they also talked about, you know, you've seen that the the Earth Serpent, oh, I can't remember what it's called, the big, um, the World Serpent in the trailers is the big kind of snake turtle head that comes out of the water. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, huge beast. 
you actually speaks to you in another language and you don't understand it in the game but i think you actually talk to him multiple times and throughout the game you learn the language and then you start to understand it and they actually okay. happen through i think that's what they were talking about it sounded pretty cool um and yeah so it's I, i'm actually liking the dynamic um that they're, they're going with so i'm i'm excited but it was not really news, but it was sort of news because it was new information that was coming out about the game. So, yeah. yeah, very I'm cool. Really interested. Yeah, no, I definitely. Um, it's. I just. Yeah, I, I. I agree with you. Like, I'm. I prefer that over the shoulder camera. Mm. Oh yeah, and, for sure. And the Norse mythology as well. Like that's why I was so into Hellblade because obviously that over the shoulder Norse mythology and stuff is. Super cool. Game. That is a damn good game. I still haven't finished it though. I got <gasps> I got distracted. I oh, know. man, you need to finish that game. I find it so heavy to play. I can't it play is very, it. It's very time. heavy, yeah. But like, it's it's you can it's six hours and it's done. Yeah, I must be quite close. I where think. where, where I, are you up to? Where are you up to? What have you done? Um, I just did the trials to get the shards of the sword. You're you're literally right near the end of the game. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've I was got like one, sure. one. No, you literally got one major section to do, and then you're pretty much done. Yeah, because I, I was, I was recording it, but I found it very hard to record because you're just kind of trying to absorb what's going on around you. I was just like silent for like <laughs> long periods of time, and so I was like, I just, I just had to stop recording it because I just was, it was taking me out of the game a little bit too much. Hmm. Um, and but it's just a amazing game that game just but, what yeah. they do with vis- visuals and audio and oh. man seriously like i don't know whether i've actually spoke about it hellblade on this show but like no, how, yeah. how much i fell in love with that game is just oh the audio design the the binaural audio design is just something else that game is just special it's stressful yeah but in, really, a good way. Yeah. in a good way yeah yeah really well, stressful <laughs> it's not it's not you know it's hard to say because it's good because it, it's affecting and yeah, it makes you very feel, affecting yeah yeah but it's 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 bad because it's so affecting at the same time yeah sometimes like, you're right though sometimes you just like this is but i need a break and I, I need to have a break <laughs> yeah like, i was i was playing it in like two hours stints i was doing like two hours every night and finished it over the space of a couple of nights oh nice um yeah, I've, only, I've I've mostly stuck to about half hour sections, um, half an hour, forty five minutes kind of thing. So I'm haven't done it too quickly, and I just got waylaid with other stuff, and um, and I, I want to play it when I can, just sit down and play it. I don't want to be interrupted and stuff, mm. and so it gets harder. It's I, I did a I did a one one of the areas is like, it was like pretty much pitch black, and usually I know I've heard people talk about how like games that do darkness and just make things black is, is frustrating whereas i didn't i liked how they did it because they gave you everything you needed to be able to sort deal with the situation it wasn't just oh it's black it's dark now you can't see like it, yeah they yeah, gave you those it, audio cues mm. uh, and it just made it doable but it was still a trial and a test and made you feel that claustrophobia that you feel yeah. in such a dark it is good. It's very good. Yes. Way off topic. Yeah, Way off but, topic. Right, but off. yeah, that game, if there's anyone out there who hasn't played that game, just yeah, and you like that 
that, as I say, the Norse mythology, Dark Souls style kind of way of, but it's also puzzly. Is there's puzzles in it? There's some good combat. Oh, puzzles are amazing. Yeah, so good, and the the story is fantastic, and just the that I, I love her. I, I know we're off topic here, but man, the the the, the girl, the lady who plays Senua is um she's fantastic and she isn't even an actress or a voice actor or anything they she was a girl from the studio like their community manager who just decided to do it for a day and they was like oh my god she's so good you're doing you're playing her and she is fantastic like just goes to show you can find talent just wherever by accident sometimes yeah no she is she is good uh it's yeah all i like them to do this again in another setting maybe um but just because what they've done is just so different but yet familiar like there's no button prompts but mm-hmm. not once that i feel like i didn't know what i was doing yeah no just button so prompts. intuitive yeah, so there's... intuitive the combat mm, no ui or anything like that either i love that there's no ui it's all just you, you kind of know yeah. what to do <laughs> Like that mirror, the magic mirror that you gets unlocked against that boss. That boss was good. It was a little too long, I think. Maybe it dragged on a little too long the the fight. But other than that, it's just amazing. Like it doesn't you just work it out by yeah. trial and error. Like yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even realize at first the thing with the mirror. <laughs> I didn't even realize that the, the, the mirror glows to and it shows Actually, you that it's we- activating a power. Maybe we have talked about it just briefly I think, when I, we first spoke. I, I think we, we maybe briefly spoke about it when it first came out. but Yeah, when we maybe just both had a, a, a quick go at it. Um, but yeah, good game. Well, I guess it's not that off topic. We're talking about games here, so. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> and if we can talk about games we love, so that's, that's what I like yeah, to do. And that studio needs to be supported because they are doing great work as an independent studio, so please go support them if you can go and buy that game it's wonderful oh, it's, it's only cheap. like 30 bucks yeah it's, it's cheap as cheap it's wonderful it's um in my eyes it's a master class in games design so oh for sure for yeah. sure um and well since we're talking about games and that talking about um independent studios i i would jump into one of the games i played at pax yeah. if you don't mind yeah please do um the on day two, one of the games I came across, um, I had I, it was an indie game. It was in the indie showcase section um, at PAX because day one, you know, I spent most of the time around some of the bigger stuff, and then day two, I spent a, a big chunk of time in the in the indie section, and I came across a game called Elden. Um, and what made me want to jump into it now was uh, how Hellblade is. A short game that we mentioned mm. and it's quite refreshing having a shorter game from time yes. to time rather than having these 60 hour slogs um having a shorter game to kind of cleanse the palate and this is a little indie game it's reminiscent of hyper light drifter okay. and i mentioned that to the guy he says i've never played the game <laughs> uh, which is quite funny um so he's not really been inspired by hyper light drifter it just has that same pixel style but not yeah. as maybe Less, less purples um, and yeah so not as vibrant it's a bit more gritty but it looks like that um, okay 
but yeah, it's, a, it's a, the developer is based in Melbourne, so he was a local at PAX. Um, he, he, I got had a good chat with him. Um, yeah, and it's it's a, a I guess a top down. Uh, well, you know, Hyperlight Drifter. It's that same camera angle. It's just your, your retro. Um, is it isometric view? Kind isometric, of, yeah. Yeah, you're running up and down the screen, and I only had a quick go because it's a funny story. I um, I picked up a weapon, and I went into the. I pushed like the, the start button to go into the menu to see if I could equip it, and it went into like a, just a like a debug menu because it was a, just a it's just a beta test running, and instinctively I hit the B button on the Xbox controller to exit out, okay. and the programmer had programmed the B in that menu to crash to desktop. Oh, right. oh dear. <laughs> As I pushed B, I saw what the word said, and I was like, oh, crap. So I only had a quite a reasonably short go. Um, but what I played <laughs> was fun. Um, it has your stamina management um, similar to Dark, not like Dark Souls. I hate saying that, but it's it's people familiar with it, so I use it because I you understand me. So yeah, it has, has an action stamina meter. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I believe I had... I'm hoping no, I'm not getting mixed this with other games. Um, might have had a shield meter as well. No, okay. that was a different game. That was a different game. <laughs> I take that back. I played a lot of games, but I did really like this game. Um, mm. The developer was cool. He had a big good chat with me, explained some stuff. Um, the game he is reasonably short, and he's built it for that reason. And because what he said, there's no leveling in this game because he finds most action RPGs tend to, you know, it's five hours of content and 20 hours of leveling <laughs> so he he's trying to keep it short and brief and so it's just the game is what it is and i i can appreciate that because a good palette cleanser is great um I, i'm very intrigued by it and yeah it's called alden and it had a tag name but i can't remember what that was like an, i guess um yeah and that's that should be out on steam coming early next year i believe is what okay. he what he said. So I'm keeping an eye out for that one, and yeah, I, and it's good to support you know small developers. It's just him and, a, and one other guy, I believe. He's got a programmer. He's doing all the art and sound and everything. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's Alden. Um, I think you'd like it, Cliff. Um, saying that'd be up your your alley. Um, yeah, also, I'll, I'll look into it. Sounds good. It, it, reminiscent of somewhat of um, Kamiko, I think it was called the the little um, indie game that was on the Switch. Okay, uh, it, I've talked about it. I've got it. Uh, you should get that on the Switch. It's only like two two pounds or something. Kamiko, um, I've, not, I've not heard of that. I'll, I'll have a little uh, plunder through. Your story I think this was Luke. called. I'll, I'll, oh, I should actually. I'll, I'll, my Switch is right next to me. Live, <laughs> get the correct name. Um, <laughs> Or software. Oh, I've got lots of games. Whoa, I've got heaps of games. I don't realize. Yeah, Kamiko. Kamiko. Um, it's a little, yeah, pixel pixel art style game. Ooh, I'll have a look. Um, and it's it's only, it's a short, you can actually finish your first playthrough. It took me about an hour. Um, there's three characters and that changed the, the fighting and the my subsequent playthroughs with other characters I can do in 20 minutes. So mm. it's just a really quick um, speedrunner kind of game, but cute little very basic narrative of kind of has like a Japanese aesthetic where you're going to the shrines to unlock them from the darkness. But yeah, it has that kind of same look with this game. Um, but yeah, Elden, 
I will tweet about it when I can and when I get it. Um, so hopefully you can get some more people buying it and supporting a a, a real indie. Because we, we talk about indies, but a lot of these mm. indies that we get released, they tend to be still pretty good-sized studios. <laughs> like, this is yeah. literally this indie, indie at its grassroots. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a super small studio. Because obviously, as we talk about indies, like, that don't have publishers but the funny thing is some people see say oh this is an indie game it's like well no they have a publisher <laughs> it's not an indie game technically like a lot of people called like child of light an indie game nope that was published by ubisoft they have a publisher they're not independent they're not an indie so it's yeah yeah i think the they're lines are bl- the lines are a bit blurred for indie games yeah you, you get the, the indie style games almost yeah. it's like a style rather than actual reality yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but no i i as i say like I, I don't know if i portrayed it properly but i was very intrigued for the few minutes i played um it had a cool setting and it played well the first thing you could do you wake up in a room and i could roll i rolled to the tables like in dark souls and it was oh, the best yes. <laughs> smashed them so anytime you can roll through a table in a game i'm happy <laughs> And, and I mean, no roll through and glitch to it. I mean, smash it. <laughs> I do. I do love. I do like the indie games though. Just because obviously there's a lot of uh, junk happening in the AAA gaming space at the moment, and it's nice to see these smaller studios sort of keeping gaming at its grassroots about just fun and games. It's it's good to yeah. see, and yeah, I will always support these smaller studios because they do good work. They do real good work. So. Yeah, you say that, but on your list, you've just got big AAA releases. <laughs> Doesn't mean that I'm going to be nice about them, though, does it? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, what have, what have you got? What's messed up to, well, to be slammed? Well, Destiny Two, I put on my list. Um, Destiny Two. Everyone knows what a big, big fan of Destiny I am. Um, Sometimes. You tend well, to go back and forth. Well, with Destiny, <laughs> Destiny One, I'll, I I put a thousand hours into, so I must have liked it. No, yes. I mean a thousand hours—that is just insane for me. That's crazy. Destiny Two, yes. I've put about twelve hours into, maybe. Oh, is that all? Mm-hmm. Because you were very positive on it. Mm-hmm. I was. Until the campaign finished. The grind. <sighs> the man, that game's fucking boring. <laughs> the, uh, I thought they was gonna learn all their lessons, I feel, from Destiny One. I don't feel that they learned a single lesson on how to extend and make that after gameplay more fun. That's why I would have it would have been good to have Brian here to because uh, I know Brian's still playing. And I'd like to hear he's taken it, but I, f- I feel the the end game of Destiny Two is super super boring. I'm not, I'm just not compelled to go back and play it. Like, right, let, let me say a few things. Like, the game is gorgeous. It's absolutely stunning. It looks beautiful when like because I'm playing on my 4K TV. Obviously, they've only just and they're getting a HDR patch soon as well, so it'll be nice to play sort of the campaign looking like that. It's stunning it plays well it's it's destiny this kind of is destiny 1.5 i don't really feel that it's destiny 2 it is a half step i was expecting some a big drastic overhaul we'd got kind of 
uh, life improvements more than anything. And I just found that, as I say, the, the end game very, eh? It, no. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got to sort of what they call about 260 power. And that's just about enough to do the raid. And I was like, I was still trying to find people to raid with. And I was just like, do you know what? I can't be bothered. There's too many other good games out here that I can be playing in the single player arena that do. At the moment, I, I, I'm finding myself drawn to single player heavy games at the moment. Yeah. I, I'm Time just in a like, place. Yeah, place, yeah. I think that's what it is. And I, I just don't. I don't think I'm feeling the grind games anymore. And Destiny 2 is big on the grind, big on the loot boxes, big on the big AAA scene. And nah, not feeling it, not feeling it at all. And I'm very surprised considering how much I was looking forward to it and expecting to play it. It went in my machine my machine for a few days in one week and I haven't played it since. So... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's great that people find these games and and do like them and can put that much time in. I think it's fantastic. But it's, yeah, I'm the same. I just find it really hard to stick with a game when I'm not getting that story or that character yeah. development out of it. Um, yeah. I think one of the major issues was when I was playing Destiny One. I had a lot of people to play with, and because of obviously time constraints and that kind of thing, Destiny 2, I've literally got no one to play with. So I'm struggling and playing on your own is very boring in Destiny. Well, that's always been my problem with Destiny mm. 1. Um, see, I'm I'm still tempted to pick up Destiny 2, but I've held off until it dropped in price. I've, I've got a, local, a friend, American, who's moved here mm. I met recently and um they live around the block and they've got kids same age as my kids and he's he's into his destiny what you have access to my account is digital Um. (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i can play for free (laughs) but he's on xbox (laughs) and so he's like get it get it get it and Mm. like he um and so i've been tempted because it'd be cool to play with him but at the same time like I don't know how often we will be able to play. Yeah, I definitely say um, the campaign's worth a playthrough. It's a good campaign. It's a fun campaign. It, it's worth the sort it just, of. It's worth the playthrough. I just wish they put more effort into that rather than make mm. spending more effort into, like, give us fifty different outfits instead of a hundred and make the game longer or better. And <laughs> yeah, um, but oh well, I'm glad people like it. But yeah, I think I'm just with you. I, I don't think I can hang in there for the long haul. Nah, me neither. And I'm and it surprised me. It it has surprised me a lot because I was expecting to obviously be around and playing it consistently. Obviously, I'll jump in when the DLCs come out. I'll play the DLC story, and that'll be me. Like I probably won't get into all the extra activities. I just like I like that, that's the problem. The world of Destiny. I do like the lore and the world of Destiny, but. Yeah, there's just not enough of it. Yeah, the, the surrounding stuff is too much. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it does feel like Disney 2 has been a bit, it's like a meme of itself now. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do like agree with you. Yeah. It's, yeah, it goes too far when you can make fun of yourself. But mm. the, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, um, do you want me to talk about another game from PAX? Yeah, fire away. Uh, Eshen. Mm, I, this, uh, this this rings a bell. I've, I may have heard of this. 
Uh, yes, you have. Uh, it's actually doing really well for a, such a small studio. It, it. To be honest, it didn't tickle my interest. That was a weird way to say that. It didn't <laughs> pique my interest um, when it was announced. I think it was last year, E3 on the Xbox stage, and I believe it's a PC Xbox exclusive. Okay. I was a bit down and about the Xbox whole thing because I don't really see the they spent too much time on their 4k crap and then just showed us games that really don't need 4k. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but everyone else was intrigued by Ashen. It's a very dark souls like game okay. and it is definitely heavily inspired by dark souls. I got more interested after the fact that they're actually a local studio here in Wellington. Ah, uh, yes. No, now I do remember. Yeah. 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 It, it's the, it's the third person action game we're targeting and a stamina meter, mm. but the characters are a faceless, almost like um, what's that game that came out recently? The martial arts Dark Souls combat like game. Um, oh, gold. Um, what was it called? We were all kind of interested in it, but it kind of fizzled. And Brian enjoyed it for a little bit. Oh, um, yes. I can't remember the name of it. I know exactly what game you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, it has that yeah. a similar look. So the. Things are detailed. They look human, but like the faces are, are, are blank. Like they've just got like a flat skin color face. Yeah. So it's it's stylized graphics. What I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I played it and I was very intrigued. And I had actually forgotten because I knew I heard about Ashen and I was interested in playing it. So I made sure I went and got on and had a good go at it. But. Then I remembered that they were from New Zealand and I forgot to talk to the guys about being... Uh, yeah, but I had a good chat to some of the developers there. Um, it played pretty well. It was a little slower than Dark Souls Combat, so I had a little hard time. Like the first mm. thing, I got to play a boss and the boss was very fast um, and it felt hard to get to. It has drop in and out co-op, kind okay. of like... Um, not quite Dark Souls-like, more Journey-like. Mm, yeah. But what's interesting, which I didn't know about, it's not just the Dark Souls dungeon crawler. It's actually um, like Dark dark Clouds. This is a meme. They didn't say this analogy. I brought this up. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess so. That you're actually going in through dungeons and these different parts of the world, and in connected worlds like Dark Souls, mm. and you're actually getting resources and bringing back and restoring people and the village, a village. You're actually building a village through your adventuring, okay. which is, I don't know if you know Dark, Dark Cloud, the old PS2 game? PS2 game, yeah, I vaguely remember it. Vaguely. And basically, you go... It's, I think it, I think that might have been. I don't think it was randomly generated, but you basically just go straight down a, a dungeon, and mm. uh, so this is not quite like that because there's multiple areas and places on the map you can go and whatnot. Um, but it's that same thing. You're getting resources and you're restoring this village, and there's NPCs. And so when someone drops into your game, they're not playing as their character model. They actually just then represent one of those NPCs that are in the game. Okay. So they're playing as, and there's a there's a character um, that's kind of their mascot, um, kind of like Dark Souls. Each each game has its the set of armor that's kind of its mascot for that game. 
the fluted armor and demon souls and then the elite knight and dark souls and so on the, the fram armor and dark souls and so on um and it's this guy he's got a sweet he's got the blank face but he's got the sweet yellow mo kind of like um i guess like a 19th century english uh hunter kind of look you know you're <laughs> You know, you're the English gentleman hunter kite look, that yeah. kind of mo, that curly mo. Um, and yeah, so I, he, I was actually played with someone, and it was actually one of the developers. He jumped in on the console on the PC next to me, and he jumped jumped into my game, um, and helped me. So I felt that he did most of the heavy lifting in the boss fights. I found <laughs> it very hard to keep up with the boss because he was so fast and jittery. But it, I still enjoyed it because uh, I think you'd learn it because he learned, he yeah. obviously knows the patterns of the boss and so he knows where to stand and where not to stand and whatnot. But I still very enjoyed it. They did some really cool stuff with light that I haven't really seen a boss do in a Dark Souls tile boss fight. Okay. Like the, it was like a shadow beast thing and you could shine light or you could create, do stuff with light that shifted the shadows. And it was very interesting in how that worked um yeah so i'm yeah very intrigued and very keen to play ashen and it's a xbox game so i can actually turn the damn thing on <laughs> um, so yeah ashen very very a big thumbs up for me so far um i like that it was more to the game it wasn't just a dark souls clone yeah. that's fighting monsters there is other elements to introducing to it like that city building and as I think as I think he said something as as the more you play online with these NPCs who are actually other players around the world, you start to learn more about though that that NPC's story. So I found that interesting. Um, so there's yeah, character cool. development and story development through through online co-op. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, it, it sounds good. It's, it's a shame it's only P- PC, Xbox only, which is a shame. So I it? believe it is because mm. it was, but I may, it may change. But it was definitely shown at the Xbox last year. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll definitely, I'll definitely look into it because I, I might be able to pick it up on my laptop. Depends on how it plays. Oh, did you get rid of your Xbox? Oh, you did. That's right. Yeah, I sold it. I only had it a few weeks, didn't I? Yeah. can't keep up Cliff can't keep up <laughs> <laughs> no I'm locked into what I've got now I've got my Switch got my PS4 I'm I'm happy, I'm happy to be honest those are a good combo that's a really good combo yeah okay go what have you got go Um. oh god uh, I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about Observer the game Observer what do I know about this it sounds really familiar hmm it's by the developers who done the indie horror game Layers of Fear. Okay. Have you have you played that at all? I, no, I don't play horror games really. Of course you don't. <laughs> you haven't played one of the best VR experiences yet because you don't play horror. <laughs> Which one's that? You, I thought, have you not played Resi or have you played Resident Evil 7 now? Oh, I played the demo and... and... Well, see, Resident Evil. Oh, is there a demo of it now? Is there? Yeah, you can play like the the demo is fully playable in um, in VR. Okay. And it just made me feel sick. I want to throw up. Yeah, the demo the demo's not made right though. The the VR's changed a lot since then. 
Oh, really? Damn yeah, because apparently a lot of people that played the demo got f- felt sick, but that played the main game didn't feel sick because there's a lot of options around it to be able to change, obviously, the way you look, the speed you move and everything. So it's just it's fully customisable and stuff, so you can really dig in deep and get it right. Because it's quite funny, like, a lot of the games that made me feel sick, Resident Evil wasn't one of them, which is bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah, have a problem. Yeah. Yeah, now see, I love all the other Resident Evils, but this I'm not into the yeah, the real horror stuff. Yeah, well, everyone knows my views on Resi 7. I think it's bloody fantastic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Observer, it's um, it's a game by the people that did uh, Layers of Fear, which was a first-person horror game. Uh, they're an independent studio, very small little studio, and Observer is um, it's a uh, cyberpunk game set in the future, 2040-something, I think it is, and you play as a detective. I cannot... I think it's Daniel Wachowski, I think. Observer. Let me have a look. I bet it don't bring the game up either. Observe, no, because I don't know how to spell... Right, there we go. I should have done this beforehand, really, shouldn't I? Uh, yes. So it's a cyberpunk game. It is... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to find his name. It's going to annoy me. This is great listening, people. No, I'm not going to find his name because it's not there. Fine. It's because everything that when you search Observer is just about the newspaper, the Observer... <laughs> Yeah, on the t- it's Bluber team is is the developer Bluber team. There we go. Daniel Lazarski, Lazarski. There we go. I was close. I was close. Uh, and basically, you are what they call an observer. It's a uh, think of like your your sort of Blade Runner as what he is. He's like like the film noir kind of detective, and he he basically is he hunts down these like rogue rogue machines and stuff blah 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 but he has the power to be able to jack into the memories of synthetic humans basically with a, a thing like a little tool that he pulls out and you can enter their memories and minds mm-hmm. and he's basically on a mission to like well he gets sent to go and there's been some synthetic murders and stuff and he has to go and investigate but he's also at the same try and trying to find his son I know it's, it sounds generic but it's far from it and think Blade Runner mixed with horror it's it's a fantastic bloody game oh good I've heard yeah. someone else talk about it on a podcast and I'm trying to remember if they were positive I think they had some issues with some of the gameplay mechanics mm. how does it play oh, I think it's awesome it's cool. fantastic. Yeah, first person, first person uh, you're basically a, you're synthetic yourself, like augmented. So you have you, basically on your L1 and R1, you can change your views uh, to be able to detect stuff within the crime scene. So you can either te- detect augmented technology, say on L1, so it looks for mechanical things and that, and you can investigate and find clues or you can scan for biometric stuff which is all organic bloods tissues and things like that and you switch between the two finding clues around a scene to figure things out 
And that that's kind of your, your your sort of premise of that the the main section of a room, basically where a murder is. But the main part of the game comes in when you have to jack into the memories of these dead people or simps that you've gone to investigate. This is where the world becomes... I've never seen flashbacks or memories done in this way before in a game. Normally you just play them. These, because these people are dying and they're synthetic, basically their memories are becoming more fragmented and broken the longer they stay dead because they're machines and as he goes in and the longer he stays in the memory, the more broken and fragmented the memories become. And my God, it's like going into a memory and just eating 10 acid tabs. (laughs) That's the only way I can explain it. And it just gets madder and madder as you go on deeper into each memory. And it's a bloody experience. It's... If you like that type of game, like that first person, I would class it as a what well, I class it as a cyberpunk horror. It's scary, but it isn't scary at the same time. Yeah. But my god, if it's you not like, like a slasher horror or anything like that, it's no, it's very psychological, very psychological, psychological. Yeah, and but at times can be very sort of very eerily because you can be obviously walking around and things will just be glitching because you're it's computer like you'll be walking along and like a cupboard will be there and it'll be like and it's like on the ceiling and then on the floor and then over there and the scenery just okay. moves around and it's as the memory sort of degrades and gets worse it becomes more more broken and the memories just you 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 could be walking one way and then you end up on the other side of the room but then it pings you back to there it feels like the it feels like the game's broke that's the only way i can explain it <laughs> but it's how it's supposed to be because these memories are basically degrading the longer you stay in there and oh, it's fantastic like again i haven't played a game that's done the memory flashback thing this well before um it's really, really good, and it's really cheap as well. It's super cheap. It's like fifteen quid. How long? Four to four to five, four to six, maybe, depending on how how much investigating you do. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's well. It's probably one of the best cyberpunk games I've ever played. And oh, that was the other thing. The guy you played, Daniel Lazarski, is played and voiced by um, Rutger Hauer from Blade Runner, who plays the Nexus 9, uh, Roy. If okay. anyone knows, uh, do you know Rutger Hauer? No. <laughs> no? I'm curious, stuff like that. Uh, and I haven't seen Blade Runner, so. Uh, do you know Hobo with a shotgun? No. 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 Well, he he's, he's an awesome actor, and he was one of the, he's the main uh, synthetic in Blade Runner the original Blade Runner film. So he's 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 oh, a okay. well-known voice within that cyberpunk community and he, he voices your character. So he's brilliant as well. And oh, nice. it's a fantastic game and I absolutely adore it. And if you're into cyberpunk at all, you need to go play this game because it is very, very good. 
very good. And it even sounds if you, interesting. Even, yeah, even if you're into horror, like if you go 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 and watch a trailer of it, and you'll see what I mean, and it will show it will show you some of those fragmented memories. That it's just crazy. It's a crazy game. Very very good. Very worth playing. But yeah, it's well because um, I I would actually call class Hellblade a slight horror game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Very, and it sounds similar to this in that style that it's not horrors. Ooh, I'm gonna murder you. Because that's the horror I don't like. It's the horror that it's messing with your mind. Yeah. Uh, 24, 28.4. There we go. There's the year. 2084. <laughs> there you go. I've put. You can have a look at it later. There you go. Trailers in the chat. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Observer. Very, very, very good game. And I was very surprised by it i wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was yeah i'll, I'll read this little thing actually this is quite good uh after mega mega corporation chiron took authority over poland and manifested the fifth polish republic a police unit known as the observers were put into control of the denizens to license to hack their minds. Drugs and hologram addicts were constituted as classy <laughs> and cast off to live in all the tenement buildings. Yeah. it's uh, Oh, that's another thing. You, you walking around as well because you have to take this drug because you're a synthetic, augmented human. If you don't take this special drug every now and then, your vision becomes m super digitised. Like, think if like you're watching TV and it, the TV bugs out and it goes all blocky your vision starts yep. to go like that unless you take this drug. It's very, very good. Yeah, is very that a resource you're going to manage or? No, there's, it's quite plentiful. Okay, so it's not. It's not, okay. but it's just, it's very cool. <laughs> it, it, as long as you look for it as well, like you can look for them, it, like you can find them in synthetic apartments and stuff. But if you don't pick any up, then obviously the, the effect can, can get worse and worse. Yeah. So open world or is you just you flick between areas? Like how no, does that work? it's it's very linear, story driven. Okay. Very very much like um Hellblade. You 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 are on a set story path. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Very good. Go check it out. Well, it's these little smaller games that like, tend to get missed mm. uh, because we all the big ones take all the all the stage. Yeah, they do. They do. And this is one of my favourite cyberpunk games that I've ever played and I absolutely love the cyberpunk stuff and I don't know whether Josh has played this but Josh is a cyberpunk man as well and I, he needs to play this if he hasn't played it so yeah yeah get on that Josh mm. Um. so back to me what do you want do you want Mario or do you want Monster Hunter excuse me what Monster Hunter have you been playing Monster Hunter Worlds. Ooh, interesting. World. Okay. Yeah, this is also a pack. I've only talked about packs so far. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, day one, I didn't get a chance. Uh, Odin wasn't interested. Day two, I lined up for an hour to wait to play it. It broke me. I hated lining up. It was the worst. One hour. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, I know. It could be worse. <laughs> um, they had Sea of Thieves there, actually on a pirate ship, well, on a sail ship. Wow. But outside of, because the convention center is right on the harbor. Hmm. And I went down, I was like, a big queue. And I kind of looked around, there's a sign like way up the queue, went and looked at what the sign said. It says, an hour from this point. 
and the cube is like way longer than that point. So I was like, <laughs> nah, not doing yeah. it. <laughs> um, so I was a bit gutted about sea of, missing Sea of Thieves. But um, Monster Hunter Worlds, it's it's really fun. Uh, it's it was a little clunky the combat when I'm not used to it because I'm mm. not really familiar. But what I understand that it's probably closer to what people would expect for Monster Hunter. But mm. it was still as well. It was easy enough, and I beat the first boss without too much trouble. Um, the first, not boss, you know, kind of um, hunt. It was this big lizard frog toad thing. It's kind of gross. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. It plays well. You've got these like tracking flies, like the like fireflies, and they they fly around and they glow when they find stuff of interest. So I I, I really like that because instead of having a little glowy thing above items you can fire them or find them or items like a sparkling or whatever like other games do they actually just have these they're actually working with you these little flyer fireflies that will go hunt out stuff and fly to things of interest okay so to point out to you and so i really like that because it's like a in it's a game mechanic that's been turned into a story kind of thing. It actually makes sense in the world you're playing. And I really like when games do that rather than just making it a gamey icon. Um, but yeah, it, it played well. It was fun. Um, it looked really good. It looked really good. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely intrigued and want to play more. Um, unlike code vein, which I don't really want to play anymore because it was crap. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about shame. that last episode. That I was a, yeah, hoping. Yeah, I heard you I talk was about hoping. that. Yeah, yeah, and I was, but but yeah, this is very different. I I had a quick go, and it's very hard to play games in this kind of environment for anyone yeah. who hasn't played at it. I didn't think it would be this hard, but you've got people watching you. There's loud noises all around you. Uh, you put on headphones that hundreds of other people wore, in and you worry that you hope that someone else doesn't have like cooties. <laughs> <laughs> And so there's a lot going through your mind and you're trying to focus and it's very hard. And then you've got this one. It was because they had a queue of people, they had a timer. And so at 15 minutes, it was like, cut off, you're out. And that mm. time went so quick. Yeah. Like that. That. And so you're trying to rush to experience it, but you're also trying to experience it at the same time. So you don't want to rush. So it's, and it's very hard. To, but yeah, really, really liked the game. It, it played pretty well. It was pretty smooth. The the dodging was fun. Um, yeah, it, people know Monster Hunter. People were high, excited for this game. But after getting hands on, I, I'm pretty keen on getting this game. It's something different that I haven't played, and I like the chance to play something different on my typical gaming space, the PlayStation. So yeah, yeah very, very keen. Yeah, I've never really played a Monster Hunter before, but it's definitely in my rental list. Like, I'll get that on day one for my rental company. It's, it seems quite yeah, interesting. No, definitely. I'll definitely give it it's a go. Worth it. Do it. Yeah, um, I, I I can recommend it from my short experience with it. It was good, um, and it would be fun just to go exploring and doing more of these things mm-hmm. in this this world. Yeah, it seems like it could be like it will have a good world to explore, which is is cool. A good world to explore is always good. Yeah, it looked good. Like, there's a lot of detail. It was fun. It was quite realistic, but in a real fanciful, imaginative way. Like, it it had a real nice style to it. I like it. 
And you get a flight of T Rex. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't have much more to say about that, but it was fun. Ah, cool. Very cool. Very cool indeed. Well, I'll, I'll talk about Wolfenstein 2. I don't have a lot to say about old Wolfenstein 2 because I haven't played a great deal of it yet. I've only really sort of dug into it for about an hour. But, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying this game. I'm really, really enjoying Wolfenstein 2. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. That pause there was my wife talking in the background, <laughs> distracting me, and she distracted my brain. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I've put an hour into it, but I'm enjoying it so far. Um, it's Were you a Wolfenstein 1 guy? Did you play the first one? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and I enjoyed the first one. I'm enjoying this one a lot more than I enjoyed the first okay, one. Cool. Uh, off the bat, it the once again graphics is ridiculous. It's it's definitely a AAA game. The the graphics are real, real high fidelity, and they look fantastic. Obviously on the on the 4K screen as well. Happy they do, yeah. Yeah, it looks absolutely fantastic. Like there's a lot of particle effects going off with the guns and. It's a very good-looking game. Excuse me. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so rude of me. I do apologise. It's quite late over here. Uh, yes, but um, it's... I'm not into, like... It, it is a shooter. It's a shooter of shooters. It's this shoot, shooty, bang, bang. Uh, I'm not a massive... As I say, the shooting isn't keeping me particularly captivated but the story is the story is keeping me really tight into this game and it makes me want to play more and it seems to be going some quite heavy dark places even in the first hour of the game it's throwing a hell of a lot at you and it's definitely not for the faint of heart this game (laughs) yes it it goes off with a bang shall we say quite a lot so yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, if you're the faint of heart, it's not it's not for you. <laughs> See, I played the first few hours of the first one, and mm. I I was really impressed with how it played. Like I was I was thoroughly enjoying the, yeah. the gameplay loop, uh, and yeah, even in the story. Do you think it gets away with being as dark as it is with its story because it has a because it has a kind of a glossy fun overtone to the style of the the look of the game. That's exactly why I think they get away with it because it's it's at the point of realism, but it's got just enough of that comedy silly value to get yeah. to kind of push it over the edge to, but it's it it fits into I feel into the same category of violence as Doom because it's yeah, that hyper hyper violence hyper violent but yeah it, to be honest this actually plays a hell of a lot like doom plays a hell of a lot like it because obviously things happen and you are yeah you you move around very very fast very fast yeah <laughs> yeah it's it, i wonder if because if, if it was more like looked like call of duty i think if they were doing these these messages and these tones i think it'd just be too dark and too but yeah mm. and too heavy of a game yeah so, no i yeah. totally agree but the main, the main, the main sort of enemy, uh, Frau Engel, I think her name is. 
she's 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 a crazy lady she is she's <laughs> she's a very 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 insane lady and my lord yeah it's, it's off to a good start and if it can carry on with this much steam throughout the story it's yeah it'll definitely be definitely be one to play oh my god i'm yawning i've had a long day at work <laughs> i'm terrible talk, talk. so terrible I think we need to wrap it up soon <laughs> yeah but yeah, go. I I shall definitely report back with uh, Wolfenstein Two when I've played a bit more. But so far, so good. It is. A, it is a fun game. Yeah, I had fun with the first one. I stopped because mm. um, it is quite violent. It's hard to play with kids around and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, well, I'll briefly talk about Mario Odyssey mm. because that is too a very good game. I've always enjoyed Mario's from time to time, but yeah. I can't say I've really, really been a big Mario person. Never really played Mario 64. Um, played The most Mario I've played, to be honest, is probably Mario on the Wii, Super Mario Brothers on the Wii. Okay. What, the, two, like the 2D much, one? The 2D one. Mm. I, actually, I really enjoyed that and pretty much finished. I think I finished it. Yeah, and got most of the coins. I, I'm not a huge fan of... I think I mentioned this briefly last episode, but I only had a quick go with it. Um, I find the 3D hard to navigate at times, 3D platforming. Mm. Not like unplayable, but getting that depth perception is hard sometimes. Um, and I can't believe how some people manage to pull off some of the moves that I've seen on, online. <laughs> uh, my fingers don't work that way. But it is just... It's it's doing what a game should be like. Well, no, games can do a lot of things. Games can tell like Hellblade tells a dark, gritty story, and so games can do a lot. But at its fundamentals, games are here to just be fun, and this is what Mario does. Mario Odyssey. It is just straight ridiculous fun. <laughs> like, and I think what's so good about this Mario it's is that you're not just Mario because you get to possess. Well, not possess. I don't know what. What's the word capture. that they they capture? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> because you have this ability. It's just a constant, like you know, like to this morning I played, and I got to be a tank. You know how much fun it is just to be a tank when you're supposed to be Mario. It's just it's, I've said the word fun a lot. I need a new word to describe fun. Like, well, no, I, th- I just, think that's a, I think it's a good idea because you like I, I can kind of see where you're coming from like obviously instead of just having mario jump jump you've got all these different mechanics of the different enemies you can capture yeah. so it mixes up the gameplay a lot than your standard mario game exactly mm. and and so mario's always been known for being just that fun but it just goes so much further that it's like i'm just constantly finding things like uh, after being a tank you think that would be that'd be that'd be it for all that level but then I went and found a secret area where I could throw my hat onto a rocket ship. And now I was, Mario had a rocket ship and it pans <laughs> the camera around. It's got this stupid little, you know, your real classic rocket ship with the three fins yeah. and, you know, the white body with the red little tip ready to take off on its <laughs> on its platform. And you've got a big stupid Mario moustache. <laughs> <laughs> and it just makes you smile. Mm. And how good that feeling is just to be able to smile. Yes, yeah, especially with yeah. with life gets us down, life beats us up a lot. 
and just to be able to just smile at the stupid pixels on the screen. Mm. <laughs> and then you and you push and hold B to launch and you launch like a rocket into the sky. <laughs> and and it, and what because most of the enemies that you're the things that you're possessing uh in the level whereas this this possessing mechanic was just to take you to a hidden level okay and you probably anyone who knows everyone knows mario even who don't know games know mario mm. a lot of the secret stuff in the original marios were hidden in the clouds yeah so this hidden section from the rocket ship was hidden in yeah. 3D clouds. Mm-hmm. And boy, do those misty cloud graphics were pretty good on this shiny game. Like, mm. And you're running around, and so your visibility's down because I'm in the clouds. And then I got to pos- up in these clouds on these platforms. Obviously, if I fall off, I'm going to die. There are fl- uh, Goombas. Is that what called? That's what they're called, eh? The little brown dudes. Goombas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. I just had this thought, maybe I'm saying it wrong and don't want to get called out on the internet. Uh, but they have wings. And so I was able to throw them. And so I throw my hat onto them. And so I was able to get across to the other platforms by possessing one of them and flying. And it's just tapping B to fly. And then I was really impressed with just a simple, simple... And what I'm doing on this platform is I'm collecting little, um, little collectibles and I get five of them and then I get a moon, a piece of moon which is what you're collecting this game. It's not yeah. stars you're collecting, it's moons. And then it has, I fly across to another platform and then I click the item on that one and, and on that platform and I can't see anywhere else to go. But then there's um, some coins going down the side of the platform. And because I can fly, I know I can drop down and if I'm going too far, I can just start tapping B. The item I needed was on the on the bottom side of the platform, but the coins led me there. It was just such simple game <laughs> game design. But I just was like, I said out loud, that's clever. Even though it's so simple. But yeah. the coins led me to have and it's they're just playing with the depth of the of of the game, the playing with like upside downs, the play they even have sections of 2D in the game, which are just fantastic. And flipping between 2D and 3D has just been really clever. And I'm only on world like three. But just the depth of uh, things I can do in this game so far. You can possess a Goomba, and if there's multiple, you can jump on the head of another Goomba and another one. And I've managed to get like 10 or 12 high <laughs> Goombas, <laughs> and you're running around. And I did this actually this morning as well. I, I've done this a few few levels now. But then I like ran up to a platform, and I had a lady Goomba. And she was impressed with how tall I was as a Goomba. So she kind of like blushed and gave me a gave me one of the moons. And it's so stupid, mm. but it just makes you smile. Mm. And that's what I've enjoyed so much about Mario Odyssey. Like it's just it's just that that pure joy. That what what we what we liked when we were kids when we were playing games. Yeah. It brings that that childlike. And I I guess everybody's golf had that that kind of feel to it as well, which I mm. played recently. That just that escapism but to a happy place not to necessarily a dark place yeah um so it's good to have that i'm i'm very much looking forward to playing mario when i get around to it like get it man it's yeah it's just that it's fun yeah i i haven't really played a a mario game since 64 to be honest and a lot of people saying like it's it's up there with 64 so I'm, i'm very much looking forward to it I, I was a little bit skeptical when I saw heard all the reviews. Like, yeah, but all Nintendo games seem to review really high. They seem mm. to have an inflated 
extra 10 points out of 100 because <laughs> uh, people who play, play these games love these games mm. but to be honest um I, I, i'm way away into this a eh? like it's it's pretty good so far and i think evidence to how good it is how many people i've seen who have 100 percented it already like i Allison beat the game in like a day and a half or something stupid. Yeah. Um, and Dave Klein, he's 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 just got hundred percent all the moons, and there's like a thousand to collect. Wow. Um, but it's good. Uh, I really like it. I've I've heard it gets even better after you finish the game. I don't even know how that makes sense, but yeah. Yeah, apparently, like the, just like the challenge and of how the game plays and how you to collect the moon. Some of the stuff you have to do to collect the moons just gets even more fun. Apparently, yeah. I'm, I I think that's the stuff that I actually won't enjoy as much. Okay. I tend to sometimes find those platforming challenges a little frustrating. Okay. Oh, that's another thing. Now you mentioned it. Um, there is a lot of hidden stuff. Like it has a point where you have to get to to be able to progress. But then I, in the desert world, the one that we saw, like with the Mexican type style, like sombrero style thing that we saw in the trailers. Yeah. I've done, that was like the first major world you go to. Um, And yeah, I like doubled the amount of moons that you were supposed to, needed to get to progress by just having fun exploring. And so they, they, they're the hiding secrets everywhere. And it's quite impressive where they're hiding <laughs> them and how they're hiding them. And it's not, I it's not too repetitive. And how like a lot of games, you tend to get the same thing hidden, and you're like, oh yeah, that's obviously going to be the thing. Whereas defining lots of different ways to hide these things, it's quite clever. Um, but I'm impressed with the control scheme. With that's the one thing I need to do. I need to play it on the TV because there's a lot of the the precise controls and tricks you can do in Mario uh, with motion. Yeah. And it's hard to do when you're playing handheld because you're yeah. like flicking your whole controller. But I heard about this. Yeah. I was discussing yeah. this with someone. I, I can't. I think it was uh, Stuart from the Sun newspaper. I was talking to him oh, about yeah, yeah. it because he was playing it, and I said, obviously, a lot of the stuff you can do with the hat, like if you flick it to throw your hat, and then if you flick it again, it will lock on to enemies and stuff. And I was saying, like, obviously, you can't do that if I'm playing with the. Like the pro control or whatever, you can. It's just really awkward because <laughs> it's obviously designed to be played with split Joy-Con mode, isn't it? Like it's, it's built yeah. that way. So it does say you can play, and I play with handhelds, so I'm okay. still doing it because you throw you you got a button to throw the hat, and then you shake it, and it, yeah, it will go off target and hit things nearby. Mm. And that's just a little jolt of it, so it's quite easy. But then there's like a move where you jolt to the side when you haven't thrown it, and it does like a spiral attack around you, mm. like it spins around you, and it's that's good for defensive. I found that somewhat hard to do because I'm usually holding it in bed or wherever, and so it's not as easy to flick the whole console. <laughs> and so if you flick up, it throws the hat up. So you're wanting to like do the spin around you, but it ends up throwing the hat upwards, and right. yeah, it's. So I yeah. found that a little down, but the amount of different jumps and the moves you can do just as Mario are very clever. Like there are a list of different jumps. There's probably, yeah, there's, there's a lot. It's quite impressive is what I'm getting at. The amount of controls that the game has put in with the limited buttons that there are in a controller. 
Um, yeah, very impressive. Awesome. No, I'm, de- I'm I'm very much looking forward to playing it. Yeah, well, I'm just impressed how many Mario games I'm now playing. I got Mario Kart, which is fun to play. I've got Mario plus Rabbids, which is a great game as well. And then now this game, it's it's like it's ridiculous. All this Mario. <laughs> Yeah. I'm dated with Mario. So, <laughs> mm. yeah. Rizzy, Rizzy Seven DLC. You still want to talk about that, or are you are you getting a bit naked? Yeah, well, well, well it's, it's uh, the DLCs. They're 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 quite short. They're fun. Go play them. <laughs> there you go. Job done. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, we've got a couple of little bits of feedback that I wanted to read, and then we shall call it a day, I think. Yeah, it's been fun. Yes. Right, uh, do you want to take the first one? Do I want to take the first one? Okay, the uh, first one comes from uh, Michael Pren. Hello, good sir. He says, hi, guys. Uh, I don't have any follow-up on last week's episodes. I haven't got quite gotten there yet, uh, but I do have something for Mr. Goldsmith. Your unabashed honesty and thoughts about games is very refreshing. There's nothing I love more than when a show <laughs> spends 15 minutes camping on a game ending with a patented goldsmith, I couldn't give a shit less about this. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> particularly with E3 announcements, I feel the same way and it always puts a smile on my face. Please keep up the good work. Uh, nice. Well, <laughs> thank you very much for that, Michael. I'll just, I just try and be truthful. <laughs> yeah. Gotta That's be good. Yeah. I, it's funny thing is because I can remember that. Yeah, me and Jeremy or whoever else is guesting will be talking about something that we're into, and you're like, nah, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but to your credit, you give us the chance to to gush over stuff, even if you're not interested. So. Oh, absolutely. That's when people love stuff. People love stuff. You know, I, I, and you should never take that away from people. For sure. Yeah. Um, and you you may not be aware, Cliff, but uh, Michael Prin is reasonably new to listening to the show, mm. and he is a trooper and has gone back to episode one, and that's why he wow. isn't up to the most recent. And Ooh. that's why he is catching up. Uh, I think he's doing really well. I think he's getting close. Um, wow. But yeah, good dude. And back. Jeez. Yeah. Well, thank and you. For, uh, thank you for joining the family. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, he's a solid dude. And he's, I don't know, you haven't got into Warframe, have you? Like everyone no. else. No. Uh, he is the, our local expert. Okay. Uh, awesome. Local Warframe expert. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm glad everyone's enjoying that. I just don't have the time for it. Yeah, uh, yeah same. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got a friend of the show, John Gamble, a.k.a. 99 Dexterity. Mm. Hello there, gentlemen. I hope you all had an awesome day. Even if it's on, even if it's only lasted five minutes in your case, Vader. <laughs> Assuming you're on this episode, I am, and <laughs> it's not as bad now. Uh, it's a two-edged sword. Our recording times, because for me in summer, it's a two-hour shift from our early mornings, so it's nine thirty. So it's mm. good. I don't have to wake up as early, but it's bad because it takes away a bit more of my Saturday. But I love doing it, so it's okay. Back to John. Uh, been playing a ton of Warframe lately, and that stems directly from the fantastic episode you guys did with Michael. There you go. There you go. <laughs> who, I, who I play with from time to time and is in, in possibly helpful. Mm-hmm. And CJ. Uh, farmed the Valkyrie Warframe with him. So thank you 
thank you so much for that. Yep, CJ is also a big, huge Warframe dude yes, at the moment. Yeah, yes, <laughs> him, 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 and Pads are very, very into the old Warframe at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm currently on Uranus, uh, which is a decent ways into the game, and I'm building Ash Prime. He's an awesome ninja type fella, so I'm super hyped about that. Cool. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the community seem to be very into Warframe, and I believe that has stemmed from CJ and Paddy. They seem to have just gushed about it so much on Twin Humanities that so many people have got back in, got into it, and now a lot of the community just seems to be really digging into Warframe at the minute. Yeah, because we've got Brad Galloway's jumped in, and, and people have been helping him, and mm. yeah. I Very think that cool. was like his third attempt at getting into the game. He's finally got into it. He, he, yeah, I see. He put he had a, he put a picture up today actually, Brad Galloway, of uh, me playing Warframe, and then like in front of him, he just had like a big paper with a, sh- a, a, a metric ton of stuff written down that he had to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny. It made me laugh. Nice. Yeah, I wish I had the time, but no, I just that's why I'm kind of sticking with sort of small single player stuff at the moment because I just don't have the time <laughs> easy to digest yeah yes uh, okay and uh, the last one comes from Dave aka Sentinel Plus who uh, we both do separate podcasts with <laughs> <laughs> yep quite funny enough uh, yeah town uh, bicycle <laughs> the town <laughs> oh poor Dave <laughs> we like Dave he's the man Dave, Dave's awesome uh, he says I started at playing the surge recently i know i can't get oh (laughs) come on now come on now (laughs) sorry go he says i can't get the cowboy song from the rest areas out of my head please send help please um on that note there's actually an option in the menu now you can turn off the cowboy music in the save rooms so you don't ever have to hear it again i know you're paying good sir i played this game for review and Oh, that song. That song was evil. And I couldn't turn it off back then, but you can now. So <laughs> go do it, your will. Uh, also, I felt the need to grind the first area until I could equip all gear parts, which took a good while. Was that necessary or maybe overkill? Well, uh, my uh, kit that I wear for the entire game, the Lynx gear, is probably the gear that you've grinded to get and you get that in the starting area, that's the gear I like to play the entire game with. So in my eyes, not overkill because I do it myself. I I get the entire kit and the weapon, the chainsaw weapon from that starting area, and that's how I play the entire game. So I wouldn't say overkill because they're they're good little starting items and they they will take you quite safely through the entire game. So yeah, uh, I'm glad you got into Surge. If you need any help, Dave, at all just hit me up i've i've logged a lot of time with that so yeah good game a lot some people like it some people don't <laughs> i'm one of them <laughs> what you love it yeah yep <laughs> huge fan no you did you do you did not like it no 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 but you didn't like neo i like neo so it's fine I see right this is where it, I, I. it's not like I don't like Neo I like Neo it's just too hard 
<laughs> it's just it's just far too hard. If there if there was a little slider that I could turn down the difficulty, I like the the, the combat's good. The graphics are good. It seems it's fun. It's just too hard. I just can't. Yeah, fair I'm, I'm I'm not quick enough for that game. My brain doesn't work fast enough. <laughs> yeah, too hard for me. Yeah, it is a fun and interesting game, but yeah, it's yeah. Oh, we don't need to. I've talked about Neo enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was like three. We had three episodes named after Neo with bad puns, so we don't. <laughs> Well, isn't there more DLC, or is there DLC out? All of the DLC there is. There? There's been there's been several drops of DLC, and I still haven't got to them. Uh, I haven't finished the main game, but oh boy, I do. I like playing that game. I've heard they're even harder than the main games, though. Like, geez, yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Cracky. Um, yeah. In general, I haven't actually found the game after the first that that lady boss. I actually haven't found the game too hard. Um, it's actually been quite a cakewalk a yeah. lot of it. Uh, it it eases up the difficulty at one point then it kind of ramps up again it's, it's mad I was talking to Brad Galloway about that actually like he like I said to him like because he he really was into Neo really enjoyed it and I said to him like obviously I played it and the lady boss I think she's the second boss the poison lady yeah. I was like I killed her like third go he was like why are you struggling then I was like I don't know I didn't have a problem with her but after that I found it was too hard and he was like, you're, no, she, you're crazy. <laughs> you are. You are crazy. <laughs> crazy. No, no idea. Um, yeah, but, I, don't, I don't struggle with her. I think when it's one-on-one fights, I don't seem to have a problem. I, I can really concentrate. But when it's like you've got a couple around you, my brain just goes to mush and I can't concentrate. So Yeah, it is. the game's definitely hard with, with, with groups and mm. the game generally doesn't throw many at you. But I've noticed that I've got to the point where I can manage two or three enemies uh, with using combos and certain stuns yeah. and stuff. It's uh, The game does, it is hard, but the game does give you a lot of tools to deal with those and to uh, counter. I've had a, a few hard bosses recently when I got back into it trying to push through to the end that I had struggled with and, you know, an hour working on a boss. And then yeah. I've re- not quite respect, but I've got looked at what resources I had to, to level up and I've done that, I unlocked a new ability, and that one ability has been enough to to get me through that difficult boss. Um, so I kind of like that as well, that there's resources there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I don't need to, I can talk about Neo again. I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. Oh, good. Very cool. Well, it, yeah, it's a shame. Shame I think I, I, I'm not good enough for that game. Cause it, was, it was fun. It was good. So that is it for a week, for this week's episode. I'm back. I'm tired as always. I apologise for yawning down the microphone, everyone. Yeah, it's a a good show back, but it's late here, long day. Clifford gets tired, but it's good to be back and hopefully you should hear a lot more of me now. So, yeah, uh, Charles, where can people find you on the internet? Good, sir. Keep keep things simple i just have vadervanodin.com and it has links to youtube uh, game reviews that me and odin have written and my other podcast and this podcast so vadervanodin.com awesome and you can find myself on twitter at cliff underscore goldsmith and obviously you can find uh, this show at dark insight pod and you can also email in at darkinsightpodcast at gmail.com 
if you uh, want to send in yeah, any feedback on this episode or anything at all, really, you can always get us on those channels. So we love to hear from you. And obviously reviews, ratings, all that kind of stuff on iTunes is much obliged. So thank yes. you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for tuning in again for this episode. And we shall see you soon. Ta-ta. Bye-bye.